Hello and welcome to the Rugby Gods podcast. I'm John Keenan. No my harimai. Today is April 19th and now let's talk some rugby. Alright, so this is going to be a pretty quick one. Uh, just having a look at the four Super Rugby games from the weekend just been, uh, which was Super Rugby AU round 9 uh, and Super Rugby Aotearoa round 8. Uh, so let's get into those four games. Uh, perhaps we can just have a quick squeeze uh, at the results uh, first up. Uh, and maybe I'll try and get in pretty quick with some margins, uh, or my margins. Uh, so, first game up, uh, well, I'm going to start actually with the Super Rugby AU. Uh, these were actually played after the Super Rugby Aotearoa games uh, due to time zone reasons uh, and the fact that there was a Sunday match uh, in Super Rugby AU. But yeah, I'm going to start with Super Rugby AU. So, first match was on Saturday, it was the Force uh, at home to the Waratahs. Uh, and it was 31-30 to the force, uh, and they left it extremely late, uh, got a uh, injury time uh, winner, I believe, to Domingo Miotti, uh, a pretty late uh, kick there. Not going to narrate it too much, uh, but you can, you know, have a look at the highlights there. Uh, not exactly the force's greatest outing, although, you know, well done to the Waratahs. Certainly uh, been doing much better uh, since they did get rid of, you know, Rob Penny mid-season. Uh, certainly much improved performances. Uh, so the force, uh, they did absolute bare minimum uh, to get a win there, which is what they needed. Um, so yeah, have to be a little bit disappointed with that. Uh, I had plus 12 force, I thought they were going to make a statement uh, and, you know, chase a bonus point for sure. Uh, but they didn't, they only just managed to, you know, get in there in uh, extra time or injury time. So 31-30 to the force at home. Uh, second match in Super Rugby AU was the Rebels at home to the Brumbies. Uh, and the Brumbies were good enough to win at 26-20 away. Uh, so I certainly had the Rebels for that one. Uh, I can't exactly remember what I had. I think I had plus six or plus eight for the Rebels. Uh, again, I thought the Rebels would be extremely hungry uh, and desperate, uh, you know, after losing to the Force last week uh, at home, which was, you know, a real boil over. Uh, and obviously the Brumbies just don't really have that much to play for. Uh, it was their final game in the competition. They've now, you know, finished up. They have a bye next weekend and will host the qualifying final or the semi-final uh, in two weeks' time. Uh, so, you know, they really just, you know, they could have lost by 50 points, they could have won by 50 points, uh, you know, they could have won by six points as they did, uh, and just nothing would really change uh, in Super Rugby AU. So I thought they'd be a little bit experimental and just not really have a good motivation, uh, but they proved me wrong. They're good enough on Sunday uh, to beat the Rebels in Melbourne. So 26-20 away uh, to the Brumbies, that's a really good win. Uh, I did not pick that. Uh, it's Super Rugby Aotearoa, uh, the two games. The first one was on Friday. It was the Highlanders at home to the Blues uh, from Dunedin. Uh, and it was 35-29 to the Highlanders. It's a massive result there for the Highlanders. Uh, a real, uh, yeah, what can you say? Uh, for, for me, uh, I just cannot pick this team. Uh, yeah, a real Chapel and Hyde team for me. Um, just absolutely brilliant um, on occasions this season. And, you know, like pretty average to terrible uh, at other times. Uh, you know, it's really, really hard to know uh, what Highlanders team you're going to get. Uh, but the Highlanders team uh, this uh, past weekend on uh, Friday, last Friday, was awesome. Uh, they really were. Um, you know, that, that match, uh, you know, it, it almost flatters the blues, you'd have to say. Uh, obviously, we'll have a bit of a look at it uh, fairly soon uh, in a little bit more detail. But the Highlanders were just awesome. Like, I, I was really impressed by them. Uh, you know, the Blues are reasonable in patches, uh, but you'd you have to think they should have been uh, a little bit more up for that match. Uh, and they just really weren't in it. Uh, you know, it really was uh, the Highlanders playing, you know, great footy. 
So, well done to the Highlanders for putting at home and you know really keeping Super Rugby Aotearoa very interesting. Uh, they're still in fourth place uh, even with that win, uh, but and they've got the bye this uh, coming weekend as well, which is a little bit of a dagger for them. They played the extra game uh, compared to uh, you know the Blues and Chiefs who they're kind of chasing. Uh, but you know they have the bye and then they have a final match away uh, to the Hurricanes uh, which is certainly a winnable game for them uh, if the right Highlanders turn up uh, so yeah pretty interesting stuff um, but yeah I'm going to push it on to the final match which was on the Saturday and it was a real blockbuster um, so the Saturday match was the Chiefs at home to the Crusaders uh, and it was a 26-25 to the Chiefs so I'm very happy about that one um, I've been thinking that that was going to be a banana skin game. That was going to be a game the Chiefs could get up for a banana skin game for the Crusaders. Uh, I've been picking that or thinking that from you know from a long time ago. Uh, I was quite pleased to see that result play out. Chiefs certainly left it late, uh, but you know, well done to them. Richie Wonga will be certainly kicking himself. Mr. Fairly regulation uh, kick. Uh, still with a fair bit of time left in the match. Uh, it was a conversion. But hit the upright and missed, uh, and that was I think the only miss between the two kickers. McKenzie definitely kicked six from six, uh, and I believe that was Moana's only miss. Uh, and you know, as it turns out, a one point win to the Chiefs. Uh, so yeah, you certainly can't, uh, you certainly can't, you certainly shouldn't uh, put all the blame uh, on that missed kick. Uh, but it is a little bit of an easy uh, one to point to. Uh, you know, when we come up short by one point, as the Crusaders did. Uh, McKenzie, like I just said, 6 from 6 with the boot uh, and just looking awesome at first 5, started first 5, um, played there pretty deep into the match, probably got pretty solid sort of 60 minutes there, I wouldn't actually know off the top of my head, certainly Bryn Gatlin finished the game there, um, but you know, McKenzie was pretty much just in and out operating as, you know, utility 10-15 for that final 20 minutes anyway. Uh, but certainly in the first three quarters of the match, you can see look really good uh, at 10. So that was uh, a big call uh, from Clayton McMillan and the Chiefs uh, to bring him into 10. Uh, and it paid off because he got the win at home over the Crusaders. So, you know, hat tips to the Chiefs in that selection. Uh, you'd have to say his running game was fairly limited, uh, but I think that was kind of deliberate. He was certainly trying to be just all action. Just uh, you know, a lot of energy uh, in that first receiver role. Uh, I really liked seeing that, uh, and just a lot of distribution, uh, and then obviously really good goal kicking. Uh, so you know, a lot of the Chiefs uh, Crusaders certainly hustled, uh, and you'd have to say they, you know, I think Brad Whipper actually said it after uh, in the post match. He said, well, you know, we did beat the Crusaders, but it was the Crusaders. Uh, was it the best Crusaders, or it wasn't really, you know, the the true, you know, the true Crusaders. Uh, you know, they left a bit of cattle at home, I think is what he said, uh, or certainly words to that effect, uh, and that is definitely true. I think that was a pretty good point from Brad Weber. There's, uh, you know, certainly a couple of players uh, out with injury, uh, but quite a number of, you know, sort of rest and rotation uh, players as well. You know, the likes of, um, you know, Sam Whitelock, Cullen Grace uh, in the forwards, and, you know, um, starting, or, you know, starting uh, Cody Taylor on the bench as well. So yeah, there was uh, you know it was still a very good uh, you know, certainly a very good high quality uh, you know Crusaders, uh, but you know I think Ripper was correct you know and they can be better and they will be better you know uh, if it's Chiefs uh, the Crusaders in a few weeks from now uh, it'll be uh, certainly a different story or a different lineup. 
uh, but yeah, you know, the Crusaders, uh, you just got to be really careful, like, you know, playing Scott Barrett out of position at six, not so sure about it, certainly wasn't sure about it going into the match, and, you know, I think he had actually a pretty reasonable game there, but it's just a real bogey for, uh, for him, for any team, basically, he's involved in, uh, whether that be the All Blacks or the Crusaders, if you, you know, play Scott Barrett at six, uh, you know, bad things kind of happen. Um, you know, so I, I was a little bit surprised by that, by that call. Um, you know, Lester Fangenuka straight in to the midfield. Again, pretty reasonable. Scored a try early on. Um, you know, can't really fold him too much. But he is an out-and-out form winger uh, for, you know, the Crusaders. So I think he probably should have been starting uh, out there uh, and or even just on the bench for, you know, pure energy with, you know, 25 to go with tight defences. So I think they got, you know, find a Nuka in the midfield a little bit wrong, uh, you know, covering the Josh Goodhue, uh, sorry, Josh, the Jack Goodhue injury from the uh, week before. Uh, I think they got Scott Barrett wrong at six. Uh, and, you know, I think, you know, maybe you should have started with Cody Taylor as well uh, and just given him a half and just said, you know, just go half in 40 minutes, you're off at half time. I don't know, because, I mean, what's the point of having him on the bench and effectively bringing him on in the second half? But, you know kind of when things are, well, things are just not at even, right? Things are just not at the all. So, you know, I, I think there was a, a few a few selection issues there. Uh, also, you know, Tom Sanders starting at seven. Uh, you know, good player. I haven't seen him uh, too much this season. Obviously, uh, got some injury issues um, from last year and I guess carrying into this year. Uh, but, you know, he's certainly an out-and-out sort of like 6'8". Uh, and, then, you know, I, I can't see how you would start him at seven. Uh, go in with basically no, I mean, Sione Harbeli has already been a makeshift seven, so going in with a real, you know, sort of makeshift seven organisation there, going in with a lock at six, going in with a winger at centre, etc, etc, going in with Mitchell Drummond, who's like the best finishing halfback uh, in, you know, New Zealand rugby for sure, starting him, you know, which he kind of had to do because it was his 100th game. But, you know, it just it's, that's a lot of, I would say, you know, missteps in the selection. Uh, and the Chiefs, they were good enough, they were good enough to, uh, you know, capitalise on it. So, yeah, probably way too much talk there. But, you know, that game was very exciting for me. Uh, just because, you know, the Chiefs, uh, you know, they're, they're looking the goods. Uh, and, you know, like, I, I think... Um, you know, and that was also a sweep for the Chiefs as well, uh, by a sweep, a Super Rugby Altero, a sweep, by that I mean they've beaten the other four New Zealand teams in succession. So, you know, last year in 2020, the Crusaders did that uh, in the first round. Uh, the Hurricanes also actually did it uh, from sort of like the fourth round. Uh, they won five games in a row. Um, and then this year, the Crusaders also did it in the first round, uh, and now, you know, the Chiefs have kind of basically repeated what the Hurricanes did last year and got hot, you know, in, in the middle uh, of the round robin play. So it has been done a few times, twice by the Crusaders uh, in 2020 and 2021, uh, and once by the Hurricanes last year, and now by the Chiefs uh, in 2021. But it is, you know, it's, it's a pretty special thing, you know, like to go through uh, and essentially, you know, back up for four games in a row, you know, maybe there's a buy in there somewhere. Um, you know, in the Chiefs case, there certainly has been. Uh, I think there was in the Hurricanes case as well. But, you know, essentially, you know, go through, you know, four or five weekends uh, and being, you know, the four other New Zealand teams, that's a, that's a really good body of work, uh, you know, that's not to be sniffed at. So, you know, really well done to the Chiefs. Uh, they're hot to trot, you know, that's for sure. 
uh, and you know they will certainly be pretty happy uh, being at home uh, in week nine, uh, taking on the Hurricanes. Uh, you know, you'd have to say that's a very winnable game for them. They will certainly be thinking that, uh, and you know that's going to put them in a really good position. Uh, what you would think, uh, if they can do the job there, uh, they'll be in a really good position uh, taking on the Blues uh, in Auckland, which is you know sort of going to pretty much turn out to be uh, a semi-final slash qualifying final, uh, if you will. Uh, even though, you know, there isn't actually one in Super Aotearoa, uh, just the way things have panned out, we're going to get one. So it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, and then obviously, you know, the Highlanders might have something to say about that as well. Uh, and even, you know, my beloved Hurricanes, you know, who knows what they can do uh, with a week off. Uh, and, you know, maybe, uh, uh, I don't know, just some interesting left field selections that, you know, perhaps... Jason Holland just hasn't quite been getting right uh, this year. Uh, maybe it all kind of comes to fruition, uh, and you know they they kind of come up and usurp the Chiefs. I mean, I'd love to see that. But yeah, uh, a huge amount of random there. Uh, I guess just for those margins, uh, I'm just trying to think. Uh, what did I say? Uh, well, I definitely backed the Blues. I think I backed the Blues plus eight uh, in the finish, and it was the Highlanders plus six. Uh, and I did back the Chiefs, I had the Chiefs plus five, uh, and it was the Chiefs plus one. So I got the fourth result, probably didn't deserve it. Um, you know, I got plus, I said plus 12, it was plus one, so I, I kind of got a half result there, I guess. Not a very close pick. Uh, I didn't get the Brumbies, I backed the Rebels. Uh, I didn't get the Highlanders, I backed the Blues. Uh, and I got the Chiefs, and I got it pretty close. I said plus five, and it was plus one. So that gives me like a win and margin. Uh, in my little super brew uh, prediction slash fantasy world uh, that I like to play along uh, in and I recommend you do the same too. So yeah, uh, this has been a pretty good sort of little, little free-for-all spitball uh, and I just I haven't really got to any sort of like uh, game or match analysis. I'm already uh, going 15 minutes into this and I want it to be a pretty short podcast so, um, yeah, I think I might actually pretty much just kind of almost wrap it up and just have a bit of a look uh, to this coming weekend. Um, maybe I'll focus on uh, the two Super Rugby Aotearoa matches. Uh, maybe just have a little bit of a look at some of the stats there. Might be, might have enough time to do that. But I really do want to make this just like a 20-minute podcast, so I'm well out of time. Uh, you know, as, as the clock ticks to 15 minutes right now. Uh, so yeah, I mean, maybe we'll have a look at some player stats uh, for the two Super Rugby Aotearoa matches. Uh, I won't look at the match stats uh, for this, and you know, if you're Australian and or you like Super Rugby AU, well, I apologise, but I'm just not really going to go there uh, this week. So yeah, uh, might check out some player stats. So let's see if we can load it up uh, on the Super.Rugby homepage. It's uh, pretty slow. I'm not sure if that's my computer, which it could well be, but I do find this website to be a little bit laboured sometimes. But yeah, let's get into it and have a look. Um, so Highlanders, we have a look uh, at the attacking metrics for the Highlanders. Uh, have a look at the back three. Uh, so they started Joshuani at 15. Uh, he scored a try, he ran for 17 metres on 12 carries, so it wasn't for lack of trying, uh, but he wasn't really that effective. Uh, one defender beat him, one clean break, uh, and 12 points uh, because he scored a try and kicked points from the boot as well, certainly in the first half. Uh, on the right wing was Nani Punabai, who scored a try, ran for 60 metres on 10 carries, one defender beat him, two clean breaks, 
pretty good game from Punabai. Um, you know, you have to say, uh, again, maybe sort of playing him a little bit out of position. I think he's probably a centre, uh, but, you know, doing pretty well there on the wing. He certainly been asked to play there quite a lot there this, this season. Uh, on the left wing was Jonah Nariki, who also scored a try, uh, ran for 30 metres on seven carries, uh, one clean break. Uh, so, you know, you can see there, you know, in terms of the back three, uh, or certainly what I like to see from a back three is, you know, tries and run metres. Tries, tries, try assists and run metres. Uh, you know, I would say Highlanders are, you know, a touchdown on run metres there. Like Punabai did pretty well for 60. Uh, he actually got subbed uh, fairly early in the match as well. So, uh, you know, that was pretty good work from him. Uh, you'd have to say Yuane and Nariki were a little bit contained slash quiet. Certainly Josh Yuane was contained with 17 run metres on 12 carries. Uh, it's, you know, it's pretty impressive work by the Blues uh, to cover him that well. Uh, but yeah, not too many other people running uh, in the Highlanders either, you'd have to say. Um, to push down, have a look at Marino Makaele too. He came on and ran for 33 metres. Uh, I believe he came on for Haimino, uh, Kazuki Haimino and played eight uh, in the second half. Uh, and, you know, like, um, he, uh, Jaimino, that is, he scored a try, uh, and Michael Collins also scored a try. So if you're trying to keep count there, that was five tries for the Highlanders. Uh, a try each to their back three, uh, a try to their utility, Michael Collins, 22, uh, and a try to Kazuki Jaimino, uh, their number eight. So, you know, certainly pretty good performance uh, all round, really. Um, but, yeah, not, not huge run meters, you know, to say. Uh, if you have a look over at the Blues, uh, Stephen Perifera, uh, under the radar fullback for the Blues, he ran for 81 metres on 12 carries, uh, four defenders beat in. Uh, Mark Talia was extremely quiet, uh, 14 metres on five carries, uh, two defenders beat in, not too much going on there. Uh, and Caleb Clark was an absolute monster, uh, as per usual, or like, you know, certainly uh, as we've seen or come to know over the last couple of years. So he ran for 117 metres on 13 carries. Five defenders beating two clean breaks, one offload. Uh, didn't score a try, didn't provide a try assist, didn't quite link up in the finish, but he certainly broke the uh, Highlanders open on a number of occasions. They got a lot out of him. Uh, Jonathan Ruru at halfback scored a try. Hoskins Tutu at eight scored a try, although uh, he spent time in, in the uh, yellow card, spent time uh, in the bin. Um, Dalton Papalini. Papali'i was relatively well contained, almost scored, uh, but pretty well contained by the Highlanders. And Jared Kauli Tuiati uh, ran for 42 metres uh, from lock, starting at lock in this one. So that's pretty much uh, the people who were doing things uh, for the Blues. Uh, but yeah, you know, some, some really good performances. Um, certainly I uh, had to single out, you know, I, I was very impressed with Caleb Clark. Um, I was also pretty impressed with Rico Ioane at centre, again, like stepping up, especially with, you know, uh, Jack Gucci's injury, certainly putting his hand up to be, you know, starting all black centre, uh, perhaps in combination with Anton Leonard Brown. He scored a try around for 39 metres on six carries, four defenders beating two clean breaks, uh, and one offload. So, yeah, you know, uh, pretty good stuff. Like, I enjoyed. I enjoyed watching that game uh, as a neutral, uh, and I was, you know, I was pretty happy to see the Highlanders win, uh, even though I was back in Blues. But yeah, you know, like they got a lot out of Perifera, got a lot out of Caleb Clark, uh, but just couldn't really link up, couldn't really uh, connect the dots and score the tries. Uh, and in fact, they, they were outscored four tries to five uh, in the match. Uh, so yeah, I think that's about all I really want to do for that. Uh, if we have a look at some of the tackling, I guess, for the Highlanders. 
uh, Billy Harmon made 17 tackles and won four turnovers. So, I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that, that has to go pretty close to being like sort of a man of the match performance. I'm not sure if he got it. He probably, I'm sure he didn't. Uh, but, you know, 17 tackles, one missed tackle, and four turnovers, one. That's a beastial game uh, from, from your open side seven. Uh, especially as they had Lynchies in the pocket, so there's no way he played an 80-minute match either. Uh, but, you know, really impressive there uh, from uh, Billy Harmon. Another person trying to make a statement, I guess, uh, you know, just with the injuries to Sam Kane and Adi Sarka at seven, you know, it could be, you know, moving time uh, for a player like Billy Harmon uh, and his all-black aspirations. Um, so, yeah, if you have a look on the other side, uh, not as much going on tackle-wise uh, for the Blues, but Dalton Papali'i, uh, Harmon's opposite, his uh, opposite seven open side uh, for the Blues. Uh, he made 12 tackles, missed no tackles, and won no turnovers. So a very good, a good game, a good performance from Papali'i, but an outstanding performance um, from Harmon. So, yeah, that's pretty much uh, what I'm going to do. Um, so, yeah, a little bit lopsided, a little bit strange. Uh, I talked a lot, um, I guess, just then uh, about the Chiefs' win over the Crusaders, or Chiefs the Crusaders. Uh, and then I got into a little bit of the metrics, or player metrics, I guess, uh, for the Highlanders. I didn't talk very much about the Highlanders' Blues match, and maybe I talked more individually about the players there. So, yeah, I think I'm just going to leave it at that, though, because I, I pushed through 20 minutes. Uh, I told you the scores, I gave you my margins, uh, I apologise that I'm not really getting into the Super Rugby this week, um, and yeah, you know, I did a little bit of commentary there for one game, and a little bit of stat analysis, I guess, for the other, but yeah, it was all pretty basic, pretty hand-fisted, uh, but I'm going to, you know, just call it there. I actually really enjoyed the weekend's rugby, uh, but you know, just life is getting in the way of uh, doing it justice on this podcast tonight. So thank you very much for listening if you did. Uh, it's a pretty short one. Uh, please you know, feel free to listen to any of my other, or maybe a longer, more detailed, uh, in-depth podcast if you want to. Uh, there's a pretty significant back catalogue, uh, or there should be, uh, on whatever uh, podcast platform you listen on. Uh, and you know, please, if you could help me out by um, going to my Facebook page, giving me a like slash follow there, that would be awesome. Uh, obviously giving me some kind of positive rating uh, on whatever, um, you know, uh, what we can say, podcast platform, I guess, uh, that you're listening to this uh, through. Uh, I do the podcast on Anchor FM, uh, and I recommend Spotify. Um, so Anchor FM uh, is the, like, podcasting app for Spotify. So, you know, I recommend you use Spotify. Uh, if you're not, like, check it out. Uh, but, yeah, please give me uh, any kind of, you know, positive feedback. That'd be welcome. Uh, and, you know, please feel free to get in touch and talk rugby with me as well. Again, go to that Facebook page, The Rugby Gods Podcast. Give me a like, give me a follow, send me a comment, and or a private message. It'd be great. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to peace out there. Uh, I hope life is going well for you. I'll be back for at least one or two more podcasts during the week, no doubt. Uh, I want to have a look uh, at the Japanese Top League uh, and Major League Rugby as well. Uh, do a little show uh, incorporating those two sort of international competitions uh, and from my perspective. Uh, and obviously I'll be back later in the week uh, to preview uh, Super Rugby uh, this coming weekend, which will be the final uh, round for Super Rugby AU. Uh, so yeah, it's a really business end of competition there, uh, and it'll be the second to last uh, round for uh, Super Rugby Aotearoa with Hurricanes back in action uh, and a blockbuster coming to you from Christchurch where the Crusaders will host the Blues, which is going to be pretty awesome. 
So yeah, uh, I will definitely talk to you during the week. Uh, but for now, uh, mate wa. I'll see you later. Bye bye.